Welcome into Baltimore Sports today for Monday, August 28th, 2017. This episode 416. I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Joined, as always, by my good pal, Jabby Burns. How are you today, Jab? Zach, as you know, it's been a crazy morning, but overall, I'm happy. We'll be back with you, talking some good things. Last time we, we got together, the get-together, I think last week, talking about this team, where they were at. You and I have had some interesting texts back and forth about this team. Um, but what a weekend they had up in Camden North. Fantastic weekend. And I do know this. The nickname jerseys have been growing on me. And I do think... BST deserves to get their own nickname jerseys. And as, as we were going back and forth with your dad a little bit yesterday and stuff too, it sounds like we would be all in. Uh, I I kind of like the whole Players Weekend thing. I know yeah. it was like a little gimmicky, a little goofy. First of all, I love I love the orange hats. Uh, I thought that was that was an awesome look. Um, it, some of the nicknames were were you know better than others, obviously, but it was a cool thing that Major League Baseball did. And you know, I mean, they they're often criticized for uh, you know baseballs. This game has been around forever. I, I that's part of the reason I love it. You know, it stood the test of time and all this stuff. But baseball is often criticized for needing to find ways to to reach out to uh, you know a younger audience. And I thought this weekend was a, a really cool way of doing that. So I, I'm I'm all for it. I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. And also, anytime that you can beat. The just the pants off the Red Sox oh, in goodness. their building. Yeah, that helps. Red too. Sox. That helps. Too. Yeah, the Red Sox came into that series as the. I think they were the number two. Um, I think they were the number two in a record out behind the Dodgers, who never lose at home. You know, going into that series, and we've talked about it on this show and other places that the Orioles, let's just say, haven't been spectacular on the road as a road team this year. To be able to do what they, they did up there at Camden North this past weekend to get back to sixty-five and sixty-five with a huge ten-game homestand coming up, Zach. Yep. This is starting to get fun again, and this is what this team does to us. Every time, what is it, the Godfather? Every time you you, you think I'm going away, you're going away. You suck me back in. This oh, team man. is continuing to do it to me. Yeah, they're they they are the 2017 Orioles are the best of that for for sure. Uh, an amazing. <laughs> they've been dead. They've been fired. There've been all kinds of stuff going on. The closers' knees all banged up. And, I can't and quit this out team. Out of nowhere, I, I can't. can't quit them. An amazing three-game sweep in Boston, a, a fun weekend, not just because of cool jerseys and, and nicknames and uh, Jab's favorite Mr. Miami, but all, all kinds of, uh, of of really fun stuff. 16 runs scored in Game 1, uh, a 7 nothing shutout in Game 2, and then you know edging the Red Sox 2-1 uh, in the finale yesterday in Game 3. It was just awesome to see them get back to 500. You check out the standings this morning. The Orioles are two games back of a wild card spot they can uh, they can get a back above 500 with a win tonight for the first time since June 11th they could be back above 500 and and a big uh, home stand obviously we know how much better they played at home than on the road so things are uh, are looking up I mean I, I I know what the pitching matchups are I know that Chris Tillman's on the mound I, I get it I know he's one and seven with the 7.75 era but after seeing what the Orioles did against the Red Sox, just manhandling, uh, you know, the 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 first place team up there uh, in Fenway for three games, you, you suddenly feel like uh, it's it's not crazy to think that the Orioles can climb, you know, into this race and and stay relevant at least for the rest of the year. Yeah, and you know what I also like seeing, by the way, is I don't know if you were following it uh, on Rock's Twitter or whatever, but all the fans that were up in Boston this weekend, awesome. that flight back, awesome. 
looked amazing. And then the only time I've had something like that, like with, with Oriole fans was on the way back from Chicago. We did that bit. And there was a bunch of fans on that one, but, yeah, but man, they, they got they, swept they, there. They got, <laughs> the yeah, Orioles we got, got swept, swept there. there. <laughs> but to see those Oriole fans up there at Fenway and being able to come back on that flight, Rock said the place was quote unquote lit. I don't know if he's allowed to use that <laughs> word, but he did. Um, I heard the manager talking even in those terms too. And, and I, I heard also Buck Showalter mention that if they were to sweep the Red Sox, those jerseys are going to come back again, Zach. So maybe the Orioles will have those uniforms on tonight. Hey, I'm all for it, man. If if uh, if that's playing a part in the way that they're playing, they can they can wear those goofy uniforms for the rest of the year. For all I care, uh, it it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to steal Manny's though. <laughs> Yo, why don't you like Mr. Miami? What's wrong? All right, with so Mr. let me Miami? let me let me get into this real quick. Mr. Miami's fine. Guess what? Yonder Alonzo, his brother-in-law, has on the back of his jersey. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see it. Was it also it's, Mr. Miami? No, it was the 305, which is the area code in Miami. <laughs> These two want to have build a life together in Miami. For God's sakes! I mean, I get it. There's a guy down in Miami who you've been a big fan of and is carrying up the baseball world right now. Fifty home runs. Fifty. And they're no cheated. If you added all the how far they went to, he's got like a hundred. It's crazy. I mean, he's just crushing balls in that cartoon ballpark that you tell me is great. It um, is. It is great. It's starting to look better and better as he's hitting it like almost out of the stadium. I mean, at some point they're going to have to do something with him. But, you know, back to the Orioles. I think it was great. The offense was great. But let's just give a round of applause to the pitching staff for once coming through in three game series. And yesterday's game, Zach, was one of those nail biters. I think the Red Sox, I heard the Red Sox had 18 runners on base throughout the game because Miley cannot. I mean, he threw 200 pitches, as he always does. But yeah. the Orioles were able to kind of work its way backwards the back of the bullpen. Their, their closer still kind of banged up, so you kind of go givens. And I thought Brock came in and did a good job. But yep. the biggest guy for me has been Castro. Yeah, He came in in that spot and, and put a uh, fastball at Mookie Betts' knees with the bases loaded on a 3-2 count. I thought that was probably the game changer in the game and really uh, propelled the Orioles to get that series sweep and, and just couldn't be happier for him going through some stuff with uh, some bereavement leave. And then he, since he's been back, Zach, man, he's coming in there and br- he kind of brings some life to that bullpen. Yeah, he, he was hugely important. And an inning in two-thirds, I mean, you know, Miley going five and just allowing one earned run, but this was really on the bullpen yesterday. Givens, Blyer, Castro coming up big, and then Brock also an inning in two-thirds. So uh, you, you got to tip your cap to uh, to the pitching staff. And then, you know, you go back to, to game two and, and Kevin Gossman going – Seven and two thirds, allowing uh, no earned runs. Um, you know, really, really stepping up and and shutting down the Red Sox offense, which was great because it came against uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, who the Orioles scored five runs against. Yeah, Eduardo, I heard of him. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I thought he used to play for the Orioles or something. I don't know. Um, what I mean, first of all, can I go back to Friday night real quick, please? Did the Red Sox have five errors through the first five innings? <laughs> It was one of the worst defensive games I'd ever seen. And the other thing that made me nervous is the Orioles, I think going back like eight series, they've won the first game of, of the series going away. I know, they always go back. do this. And then they just they would lose the series at the end there. And to be able to come back on Saturday. And, you know, we've been talking about Kevin Gossman and the ceiling for Kevin, what, where he's at, you know, is he a better pitcher than Dylan? Like, what's the deal? Is He's been unbelievably dominant, Zach. I mean, I think he has one, you know, non-quality start in his last, I don't know, two months at least. He's been unbelievable, and pitch count's been there. The strikeouts are there. It's just the way he's pitching now. He's becoming more confident in being able to throw some of those secondary pitches and some of the things that we've been worried about with him. So I, I actually just got to give my hats off to the pitching staff. They were the 
you know, obviously Friday night was fun because you're hitting balls all over the place. But they continue. If they can continue to get some pitching like this and all of a sudden let the offense, you know, do what the offense can do as everybody continues to kind of get better. And, you know, another shout out to Trey Mancini, who obviously is not overmatched at this level, Zach. He's just continuing to do it. Yep. Um, the line is getting deeper, too. And I'll say this. I'm not big on the trades that Dan was going to make or didn't make at the deadline. But goddamn, has Tim Beckham not been a complete oh spark plug for the top of the lineup? And how bad have we needed the leadoff hitters? The guy, he, he completes the lineup, right? I mean, it's, it's so much more well-rounded, complemented uh, by having a guy that, that is a, a true leadoff guy. It also helps when he hits leadoff bombs, too. I mean, let's, let's be honest. That, that is helpful. But, man, the guy is just seemingly doing everything right. And, you know, we talked all year about how we know this offense is powerful, but they're they're just underperforming. They're they're missing something, and um, you know, the Orioles being kind of an all or nothing offense, you're going to go through swoons where where guys you know aren't aren't hitting and guys uh, hit home runs in bunches and and all of that. But having a having a true guy that plugs in at the top of the order, I think, is huge. And I was going to say, I know what you're talking about as far as the trades go, but. You want to go back to uh, to Friday night? I, I know that the Orioles ended up scoring 16 runs, uh, but Jeremy Hellickson went out there through seven innings of, of two run ball against the Boston Red Sox on Friday Friday night as well. So really set the tone for that game, set the tone you know for the rest of the series because uh, the the Red Sox will end up scoring what just one more run, four runs total against the Orioles yep. pitching staff in this series. So. Huge. Isn't that I mean, unbelievable to think about? runs. I, I know the offense. We should be you know, bragging about the offense, but anytime no. I see good pitching from the Orioles, that's what I want to talk about. Well, per Elias, and I'm just ripping this right off of Rock's um, uh, Twitter page, it's the first time the Orioles have allowed, uh, allowed as few as four runs in a sweep of three or more games at Fenway Park. I mean, very rarely do you go to Fenway and give up, what, four runs in a three-game series yeah. against a team yeah. that's been as – you know, and I understand they're, they're a little bit banged up, Pedroia. Listen, I'm not going crying for them. I, that's the last team I'm going to go crying for. Um, they'll let you know about it, though. I actually thought Friday, they, Friday night, um, I, did, I just saw that Manny slid into second. I saw Nunez down, and I'm like, oh, no, yeah, this is going to happen. <laughs> oh, my. And then I saw the play, and even the Red Sox couldn't find a way to hit somebody because of it. But hit somebody they would have because the Orioles continue to just love playing up in that ballpark, playing just pepper, playing pepper with the, uh, the green, whatever that dumb thing is, that bum wall they have out in left field. <laughs> um, and think about the, the, some of the at-bats the, the other way too. I mean, how many trip, I mean, did Trey Mancini leading the Orioles in triples? I feel like he's always getting a triple somehow. And, um, everybody, you know, top of the lineup down to the bottom of the lineup, they did great. But I, I'm with you, Zach, this series was built and one on starting pitching and, you know, having that bullpen come in yesterday and, and sealing it up. That's that's what I would take away from that. And the question is, Zach, you're only as good as your next day starting pitcher. And today, yes, Chris Tillman is facing his former mates. And um, the last time I saw Chris Tillman, he was throwing balls in the dirt, walking five people, throwing about 100 pitches and like four and a third. Zach, we have, we've been saying on this show, we've been saying since the year began, this is a big year for Chris. Well, this year hasn't turned out the way he can't, the way it's going. But he has to stay in there because they still, no matter what, they're going to push Dylan back a little bit. And I think it's smart. They brought last time that Dylan pitched, he went out there and killed it. And um, you know that that high water mark bar, uh, that bar we were talking about with how many innings will uh, uh, Dylan Bundy end up with? Well, it's going to go way over the number, and they're still pushing him back. And to, to be able to with where this team is, Zach, 
with the starting pitching they continue to throw out there is still a, a just it's a it's a minor miracle in my opinion it and, and it should put yep. Buck Walter again in the top three in manager of the year yeah I know given given their pitching staff I, I tend to agree with you yeah I know that this tonight's story is going to be all about Chris Tillman the good news for the Orioles you know on the whole I guess when you look at this series against Seattle uh, they lost two or three in Seattle you know a few weeks ago but uh, no Yovani Gallardo and this this time Felix Hernandez has been out for about a month uh, so they they won't have to uh, to see him, and uh, I don't know if you watched the highlights from from yesterday. Mariners committed five errors in the first inning yesterday against the Yankees. So uh, I saw that rough defensive day for for Seattle and the Orioles. You know, coming into this series, coming into a homestand where they're a little more comfortable uh, playing, are are coming off a sweep of the the first place Red Sox. So. Hopefully they can they can take that into into this one, build on that confidence a little bit, and uh, build on what their starters did the last three games. Well, it's something that you can build on, Zach, because the Orioles have got their team ERA under five now. Zach, we're sitting at four eighty-two. Yeah, it's crazy, wow. and there's only two teams worse than the Orioles with team ERA. I'm not going to make you try to guess, but they're both terrible teams. Detroit Tigers, who by the way have last time I checked, Justin Verlander's in their rotation. They still got Fulmer. Their bullpen must just be a complete dumpster fire. But the Cincinnati Reds are right there behind them at five, three, seven. So let's be, let's just kind of let's look at the positives. The Orioles are you know gaining on uh, the Mets and the White Sox in the ERA. You know, not going to obviously not going to finish in the top this, ten or anything. But is this all all pitchers or starting pitchers? It's all pitchers. All right, uh, interesting. And how yeah. much of that? You know, how much of the Orioles' ERA is uh, is is related to? Yeah, how, how good their bullpen is, right? Yes. I'm no, absolutely. And their bullpen's here. been really good and been helping them out a lot there. Um, and then on the other side, the Orioles right now are uh, number five overall in average. Um, so they're, they're kind of pulling their weight there. The ones that I want to look at was runs, because I know the Orioles have been crushing it with scoring runs, and now they're up to 10 in runs overall. The Astros leading them um, the, all the league basically, with a little over 700 runs. So they're generating some offense, Zach. They're getting some decent pitching now. The question is, Zach, can they can they get over, like you said, that hump at 500? We've had that for a couple times. This team gets to 500, and then it's like, mm. Seattle game tonight, I think, is a critical game because you want to kick game one. You're a much better team at home. Yep. Coming off a great series against the Red Sox, you've got to have some momentum. There'll be about 15,000 at the yard tonight, so hopefully the Orioles can uh, – you know they're not going to feed off some big crowd, but Buck did basically say in the in the um, in his presser after the game, you know Baltimore we're 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 coming back, we're excited to be home. You know almost kind of employing the fans like, hey, we're still in this. I know you guys have started to look at preseason football and everything, but <laughs> this team is still alive, and we're going to do what they always do, and they're going to grind all the way till the end. And they're a team that is is twelve games above five hundred at home. They're they're uh, my math is right. They're thirty eight and twenty six at home. So they're they are a good home team, and a team who uh, is is in this race and has a nice long home stand to to climb back into it. I really think tonight is a big game. I think getting above five hundred, it's something that they have flirted with for so long and and seem to slide back under that mark so many times. Uh, if they can get a back, back above 500 for the first time since you know uh, early June, June 11th, I guess that'll be uh, that'll be really big. And just remember what this team was earlier in the year, right? I mean, this yep. was a team that you know we're talking in in May was 12 games above 500. You know, they they yeah. Uh, when when it's all clicking, we we've seen what this team can do, uh, and I still believe at least part of that is uh, is on this roster. So. Big, big homestand, big game tonight, uh, and just an awesome weekend, man. 
crazy jerseys, crazy nicknames, but the results were awesome. I love it. That's what I'm good with. And remember, we're straight up here, right off the presses. We're two games out of the final wild card. Right now, the Yankees and Minnesota own the wild cards, uh, the two first games. two wild cards. That's and guess who's in front of the Orioles? The Angels and this team called the Seattle Mariners, right yeah. there in front of us, a half game. If the Orioles were to, let's say, take two or three in this series, put themselves right back in that driver's seat, being able to make a run. And, you know, Kansas City's right there behind us, Tampa Bay's there, but the Orioles are continuing. They're not. They're a team that you look at if, you, if you're a division opponent or if you're a team um, in the wild card race, you look at the Orioles and go, well, they're always going to be in the mix. They're always there, and, and they find their way to get one of those wild cards. And, and if they get one of those wild cards, the Orioles, besides last year, are pretty good wild card games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And maybe By Zach the way, will pitch in this one. I looked it up. Uh, so Orioles starters have a 5.52 ERA. Uh, which is 29th in baseball above just the wow. Cincinnati Reds. We yeah. have a 5.93 starting pitcher yard. You could pitch for the Reds right now, Zach. I think so. I'm left-handed. So <laughs> I know. That helps. You've got a nice cutter, too. <laughs> With a wiffle ball, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can really make it happen. So let's do, let's get two and three. Um, you said you said the uh, pitching uh, matchups aren't you know they're not favorable on any either side obviously but we're not going to see Felix Hernandez as you pointed out they yep. don't really I, I don't know if Paxson is Paxson still in the ro- their rotation. Uh, let me check the matchups here. We got here because I know tonight it's Tillman tonight, um, and I think for them it's like the kid Albers. Is that who throws today? Uh, no, Gonzalez. So somebody named M. Gonzalez, and I know it's not Miguel Gonzalez, but he's o- he's 0-1 with a 7.4. He- look at these two, by the way. If you're into overs, how about this one? Oh, my gosh. Uh, this guy, yeah. Gonzalez, is 0-1 with a 7.4. Tillman's 1-7 with a 7.75. <laughs> if you're into totals, this might be your night. Um, it's a nice nice time at the yard. You might want to get out there and you know make some early cash for you. Uh, and then tomorrow it looks like it's going to be uh, looks like Ramirez against Bundy. Yep. Yep. And Ramirez is the guy from, we've seen him when he was with the Tampa Bay Rays. He was a guy that came out of the bullpen, um, also would start, spot start here and there. So it's not like he's just going to be some you know juggernaut that they can't handle there. And then I think the final game, though, if they have Bundy going then, then maybe they'll be able to skip because it's a three oh five start on, on Wednesday. Yeah, And that one is Miranda, former Oriole Miranda, uh-huh. of course, against Jimenez, which yep. you never know what you're going to get with them. <laughs> yep, so there you go. Should be exciting. Should be. And we get to welcome back our buddy, Nelson Cruz. I know, who I've read so many good things about today. I mean, hearing Jonathan Scope compliment Nelson Cruz for really being a mentor and, and kind oh, yeah. of helping him uh, turn into the, the all-star and the player that he is today it's just it's awesome to hear so Nelson's it'll be awesome. cool seeing those those pregame hugs and handshakes and all that fun stuff and then yeah, hopefully like we the do, okay. come out and win a few games against this don't we usually do pretty well against seattle i know in trades we do but i mean just in games i think feel like we you know i, I obviously we we took the first one out in seattle then they came battle back and won the other two there but you know you get through this you get two or three here and then you got the blue jays and the blue jays are on the verge of really really shutting it down here i think at this point a four-game set at home against the Blue Jays. I mean, if this team at this week, let's just let's just concentrate on this week, Zach. There's seven games this week, um, no off days. I, I just how great would it be out of here if, if somehow this team went five and two, and all yep. of a sudden now you're three over Huge. and you kind of start kind of working a little bit. I know it's a ten gamer because I think after that there's a there's another three game series before they head out on the road. But this is a time where in a ten game homestand at home. 
you know, towards the end of August, getting into September, you start kind of seeing the, you know, the dog days are in your rearview mirror, Zach. It's time now to kind of do what the Orioles do. And this is what this team has always done. They've always finished, if not above 500, at 500 under Buck Walter. I don't see anything different here. I told you on a text, I think they're a 500 team. I want to be wrong, but I think if you're four or five over, Towards the end of September, nobody wants to see the Orioles in, in big games towards the end of the year. And all those games are head up against teams that you got to beat. Yep, totally true. And that'd be huge for them. I think being at home right now is, uh, you know, it's, it's, things, are, things are looking favorable for the Orioles, you know, and I hope they, hope they take advantage of it. They're a good home team. So get out there and watch them, and, and hopefully they'll uh, climb up the standings. Two games out in the wild card. I mean, they are very much in this thing. Uh, winning four games. It's crazy. So hopefully, they can keep that going. We can't quit you, Orioles. We can't. We've tried. We can't. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that we can't. <laughs> it would. It would be a bummer if I had quit the Orioles at uh, on August 28th. You know. It's good. It's good. I wanted <laughs> this for so long. I really did. In. I know. Of course, yep. I wish and they were in first place, but yeah, I'm glad that we're not talking about them having a chance in the playoffs. <laughs> it was our style in 2014, but every other year yeah. since, it's been been a grind to the end so we're, you know, we're kind of used to it it's what we are it's tough oh yeah tough hey division. real quick before before we go did you or did you not watch the fight from saturday i did not watch the fight no did yeah. you watch the fight i did not um you know not that it was a big deal or anything it just was uh just it was too late by the time it came on we were doing stuff you saw with noah my son noah Happy yeah birthday, noah, seven what a day he had holy cow um, and I just still think it's still rolling for him, but, um, just wanted, I just wanted to t- check in for people that did catch it. If you, if you did, what'd you think? Um, I, I guess Connor was, was actually pretty good for a guy who's never played, um, never did boxing, went 10 rounds. Um, you know, I, I don't think I missed anything, but it was good that the hype was there. And uh, I heard today, both of those guys are going to clear a little over about two, $200 million. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not bad. Nope. Not bad at all. But our Orioles, they they got in a fight this weekend, and it was a unanimous decision. <laughs> Maybe a knockout. I, yeah, it seemed like a knockout. Game game one was a knockout. That's for sure. Oh baby, did they have a? Did I miss? Did they? Did Mitch Moreland pitch? <laughs> uh, what? I think Friday night they had a position player end up pitching. Yeah, Mitch Moreland pitched the last inning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Oh, it would have been great if they brought Chris in to close it out. Awesome. Oh, that would have been amazing. (laughs) Still want to see that again. That was incredible. All right, well, hopefully Chris will just start swinging the bat instead of watching balls go by. That sounds good. I'm all for that. (laughs) Uh, All right, my friend. Well, it's always good talking to you, Mr. Jabby Burns. Good talking to you too, pal. For Jab, I am Zach. Thanks for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Enjoy your Monday. Go Orioles, and we'll talk to you again soon.